This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Tim Howard, Technical Services Consultant in the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any technical advice, strategy related queries you might have. We receive various questions from advisors around SMSF investment strategy requirements types of investments and key considerations where their clients are looking to acquire assets through their funds. Given the number of questions in the upcoming BT Academy webinar I'll be presenting on these issues, I thought some of the key SMSF investment requirements would be worth discussing today. So firstly, superannuation law specifically requires all SMSF trustees to formulate, review, regularly and give effect to an investment strategy that not only has regard to the whole circumstances of the fund, but includes some specific considerations. These considerations can be found in the superannuation industry supervision regulations, namely regulation 4.09. So an investment strategy is required to consider the following specific factors. Firstly, the risk involved in making, holding and realising and the likelihood of returns from the entity's investments having regard to its objectives and expected cash flow requirements. Secondly, the composition of the entity's investments as a whole, including the extent to which they are diverse or involve exposure to the entity to risks of inadequate diversification. Third, the liquidity of the entity's investments having regard to its expected cash flow requirements. Fourth, the ability of the entity to discharge its existing and prospective liabilities. And finally, whether the trustee of the fund should hold a contract of insurance that provides insurance cover for more one or more of the members of the fund. So with this in mind, an investment strategy should not just be a document simply repeating the words from the legislation. Trustees should consider their investment strategy a live document tailored to the relevant circumstances of their fund. A circumstance change should, and so the plan should ensure uh, that things do remain on track. Fortunately, further guidance from the regulator, the Australian Taxation Office or ATO in this instance, has helped trustees understand their responsibilities. Trustees tend to be challenged on the requirement to give effect to an investment strategy that has regard to the whole of the circumstances of the entity. Now, entity, as we heard in the section 4.09, is entity as in being the fund or the SMSF. Now, giving effect simply means the trustees have ensured the fund's investments are held in accordance with the investment strategy and the investments and strategy remain on track to providing for the members' retirement goals and objectives. ATO guidance also suggests an investment strategy should be reviewed at least annually with the trustee ensuring they document this review, including any decisions arising from it, to demonstrate they've met the requirement to regularly review the fund strategy. Having regard to the composition of the fund's investments, including diversification, is probably the next area trustees need to understand when it comes to formulating and managing the fund's investment strategy. This requirement tends to raise such questions as, does my fund or do my fund investments need to be diversified? Or is it appropriate if all of my fund's investable assets are invested in one single asset class, such as direct property, or in a single asset class, such as direct Australian shares? 
The answer to this is simply that diversification needs to be considered. And if the fund has a higher investment exposure to a single asset class or asset classes, they should note that the risks have been considered and they have proceeded with the investment based on the expectation that it will meet the fund or meet the needs of all fund members. The ATO has also noted that trustee documentation should include how returned objectives and cash flow requirements will be met. So alongside considering how the fund will discharge its expected and prospective liabilities, expected cash flow requirements is mentioned twice in Regulation 4.09. One of the more obvious situations where paying liabilities and meeting cash flow requirements would become a reality is where the fund starts paying a benefit to its members, such as an income stream or a lump sum member benefit. Sometimes this can be expected, such as when a member reaches their preservation age and then retires, or at other times unexpected, such as premature death benefit or a disability income stream payment. The requirement to consider the liquidity of the fund's investments sit along the side considering cash flow requirements. Now, where the fund holds an investment which may not be immediately liquid, can the fund's ongoing liabilities be met by the investment returns, such as rent, or distributions from that investment or a regular contributions being made by any members uh, which we can rely on to assist in providing liquidity to the fund if needed. Any, and, and finally, I should say the requirement for fund trustees to consider whether they hold insurance for a fund member was enacted way back in August 2012. Similar to the requirement to consider cash flow and diversification, there is no compulsion for a fund to hold insurance cover for a fund member, the trustee simply needs to consider whether it is appropriate or not to do so. So I hope this has given you a bit of an insight into the key considerations you and clients may need to consider when formulating, implementing and reviewing their SMSF investment strategy. As mentioned, BT Academy episode 86 on Wednesday the 11th of October will delve into these issues alongside some great examples of technical and sometimes exotic SMSF investments that advisors, or more usually their clients, are looking to pursue in their SMSF. Don't forget, you can watch all of our previous BT Academy episodes, plus register for upcoming live sessions, which will allow you to participate in the live polls Q&A discussion by heading to bt.com.au forward slash professional and following the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Our next webinar will be BT Academy episode 85, a regulatory update with Brian Ashington taking place on Wednesday, the 27th of September at midday Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or by email via technical at Thanks for your time today and all, as always, look forward to joining everyone again soon. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations, or needs.